0: Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hi, guys. Today, we're speaking with Sabrina Schulkowski, a Mexican-German world traveler and branding student turned podcast queen.
1: For those of you who've asked questions about what it takes to launch a podcast, Sabrina will detail everything she used to build the Pretty Sure podcast from the ground up.
0: We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Sabrina. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm doing great and you girls?
1: We're
0: so well. Yes.
1: So great to speak for you. So tell us all about you, where you grew up and your career so far, and then how you started Pretty Show podcast.
2: Oh my god, that's that's been a whirlwind. So I am basically half Mexican, half German. So my mom is Mexican and my dad is from Germany, but they met in Mexico. So I was born here in a city called Puebla. But when I was eight months old, we moved to the States. So that's why I have an American accent. A lot of people get really confused when I'm like, I'm Mexican German. And they're like, but you don't But you're not. Yeah. And then I'm like, do you want the long story or the short story? How long do you have? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we can go, you know, hours.
1: I'd love to know what the accent of a Mexican German would sound like. Yeah. What would that sound like?
2: (laughs) Um, I'd have to get my dad to come on at one point and be like, can you please tell us how that sounds?
0: I would, I would love to both hear a, um, person speaking German with a Spanish accent and then also a person speaking Spanish with a German accent. I think that would be really, that, that's an episode for the future. How about that?
2: (laughs) A hundred percent. I'd be down to come back. (laughs) Beautiful. So where in the States did you grow up? Yeah, so we lived for two years in North Carolina, and then we lived for two years in Atlanta, in Georgia. And so basically, when I moved back to Mexico with my family, I I mean, my mom kept speaking to me in Spanish, and she kept reading to me books in Spanish and English. But for some reason, five-year-old me refused to speak Spanish. So when moving back, I had to relearn Spanish, which was just like a whole situation in, of, in and of itself. Oh, uh, man.
0: Wow, that's insane. That's that. It seems like a lot for a five-year-old to take on.
2: (laughs) I guess I've been feisty since I was five. There you go. I don't know where that came from.
0: (laughs) Either the Spanish or the German. We're still deciding. (laughs)
2: Yeah, undecided. You know, people constantly ask me, they're like, which one do you feel more aligned to? And I'm like, oh, neither, both? How do I answer this question?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, okay, so you, you were in the States until you are about four, you said, four or five. And yeah. then you came back to Mexico. What part of Mexico did you come to?
2: So we moved a bit in, around Mexico as well. So we were living in the north of Mexico, which was near the border with Texas. So it's mm-hmm. a little city called Saltillo. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived there for about eight years, then we moved to Mexico City. And that's, so I like to say that's where I grew up, because that those were like my teenage years, you know, like when you yeah. start meeting boys, and you start like partying and stuff like that. Well, here in mexico we party when we're young so i started partying when i was like 14, but...
0: <laughs> there you go well you've got it out of your system by the time you're ready for university there you go
2: <laughs> yeah like nowadays i'm 26 and people like some of my friends you know they're a bit younger and they're like oh let's go out and i'm like no let's just stay in and watch a movie or something like
1: i do <laughs> that's all right what did you think you were going to be when you grew up at that point
2: I either wanted to be a painter for some reason, like an artist, you know, like one of those famous people in galas and like in art galleries and stuff like that, yeah. or a model. So it was very oh. random between the both of them.
1: Well, they're yeah.
0: both very achievable. So that's the good <laughs> news.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I was tall. I wasn't there as skinny as models are, but at least I had the, the height going for me. So I was like, I'll, I'll figure it out one day. We'll see.
0: Oh, there you go. Um, Okay. So you went to high school in in Mexico City, I'm assuming. And then where did you study?
2: Yeah. And so from there, I did a short stint in Germany. So I didn't like the city where my parents were living at because we had moved again. And I was still missing Mexico City. But of course, I was like 15. So they're like, you can't move, like, you're too young, you can't do anything. And so I bargained (laughs) with them, and I said, you know what, you've always wanted me to go abroad and do some things, so why don't I go to a boarding school in Germany? That way I leave, but I'm still, like, controlled, you know? And so I bargained with them. <laughs> You're like, Hindsight, someone will not. be
0: looking out for me. I promise. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Hindsight, not the best decision. I didn't choose the best place. So I was Aww. miserable. Aww. Instead of saying one year, I left. So, you know, there's Aww. that.
0: So did, but you knew German, though, obviously, because of your parents.
2: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like a native speaking German person, mm-hmm. but I could fully understand and I could fully like have a conversation But it wasn't like I'm going to go have all of my subjects in German and be like a normal kid in school at that age. You know, have like chemistry and advanced maths and all of that. Like I wasn't prepared for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just realizing, dude, you must have so many passports. Do you have so many passports?
2: <laughs> I have two, but oh, I'm okay. aiming to have a third one once, there you, you know, I find the man I'm going to end up with. But there you know. go. We'll see about that. Is the,
0: that's, a, that's an entry-level requirement. <laughs> Different passports.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I make fun with my friends. They're like, okay, what are you looking for in a guy? And I'm like... I can get over anything, but I want them to have two nationalities because otherwise they kind of <laughs> won't understand me. And i are like, yeah, you're, you're not asking for much. That's fine.
0: Equality. They need to bring the same amount of passports to the table.
2: <laughs> exactly right. Like, I want my kids to be able to say, like, okay, which passport am I going to use today? Like, who, what citizenship, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. My daughter is going to be born with um, two passports and then a potential to get a third one, I believe, mm-hmm. through her father because he's got two. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she's just set up, really. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's amazing. Yeah,
2: I imagine one of them is um, American.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she'll be an American citizen, an Australian citizen, and her father also has a British passport. So
2: she's like set for life. I know those are like the best three, (laughs) are they? (laughs) (laughs) Ah.
0: So okay, so you hated the school in Germany. So then what happened?
2: Yeah, and so I cut my stay short, I went back to Mexico, and then it was time to finish high school, but obviously I had kind of lost a year. And, you know, schools here in Mexico, they're a bit weird in terms of, like, you skip or you go somewhere, they don't take it into account, and you kind of have to start high school all over. Mm. And so I was like... I'm not going to stand for this because I'm going to finish high school by the time I'm like 20. You know, I was like, no, <laughs> Aww, not happening, not having, <laughs> no, not happening. And so basically I did not homeschooling, but some sort of school where I did four exams a weekend for like two months. And then I finished high school. Oh, wow. So intense. Oh my God. That yeah, is very, I didn't intense. have a life for two months. Yeah, but that's only
0: two months for the rest of your life.
2: So that's pretty good. I was really determined to leave. I was like, okay, if I couldn't stay in Germany, I'm still going to leave. I find a way. I'm going to apply to college somewhere and leave in a couple of months.
0: <laughs> okay. So you finished up high school like a crazy, mad high schooler. And yeah. then where did you go?
2: Then I moved back to Mexico City, of course, because I had all of my friends there. And yeah. I was just like prepared to live the life there at 18. Yeah. Okay. Okay and it was honestly one of the best experiences. I started studying something kind of alike to public image design. So we were studying how to help people dress accordingly, you know, entrepreneurs or something like branding but very looks and aesthetic wise. Huh. It was really fun. Interesting really fun career. It was yeah, it was starting here in Mexico, so people when I told them they were like what the hell is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like a bit of public relations, aesthetically based, a bit of personal branding. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh?
2: Yeah. It was like, it had everything all in one. And then they eventually taught us how to like do logos as well. So we started doing InDesign and like Illustrator. So it was very complete, but I didn't finish there. So I stayed there for a year. And in the lapse of that year, I got into a relationship with a guy that Ended up being a bit psycho.
0: Oh, we've all been there.
2: (laughs) I I feel like if you, it's like a rite of passage, right? If
0: you don't date a complete asshole, you haven't fully become a woman.
2: (laughs) You've got to get through that one hurdle. (laughs) I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, so met this guy broke my heart my mom yeah. was like I'm not gonna let you live there by yourself yeah go explore the world like apply to call it like do something you've always wanted to go to Europe see what happens right mm. little did she know seven years later I would still be in Europe right but that's <laughs> oh, well. that's on her
1: yeah well she pushed you <laughs> so so then you you kind of live in France at the moment is that where you went first or did you explore Europe yeah. For a yeah
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually applied to a fashion program because I was like, listen, once in a life opportunity, I'm going to come back to Mexico. Always wanted to do fashion. I'll find a program. Yeah. And I found a program at a fashion school in Paris. They had this one year intensive, and it kind of was like serendipitous because it was the last couple of weeks to apply for a scholarship and just to get in general. I applied, didn't think much of it. And then a month later, they're like, okay, we'll see you in two months, move your life to France for a a year. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to France. Wow.
1: Beautiful. And how did that feel moving abroad? I mean, it's something that I think at the moment is a bit of a pipe dream for everyone as we're stuck with COVID and the borders around the world are closed. But do you feel like moving abroad was something that helped to shape you a lot? And what would your advice be for people thinking about doing it?
2: Oh my god, 100%. Like, I wouldn't be the person I am now if I would have stayed here. Um, And it's funny because I do come back and see old friends from high school and stuff like that. And when we're talking, I always get these kind of moments of, wow, this would be what my life would look like if I never left. Like, I'd Mm -hmm. still be talking about who hooked up with who and, like, Mm -hmm. this person got back together with this other person and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I'm pretty glad I did get to leave and try things differently. But having said that as well, I think my best advice is you never know what's going to happen when you do move abroad. Like You can go in with a plan. You can say, like, I'm leaving in a year or in six months or I'm just going to travel or whatever it is. And then you end up falling in love or you end up really loving it and don't want to leave. So you find a job. Or in my case, what I did was change my whole studies plan and ended up applying for um, a degree there. And so I stayed. Okay. Yeah, that would be my best advice. Like even the best laid out plans when you move abroad, they just like crumble and something else entirely happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will say there's two things I can relate to. First of all, I'm 10 years older than you, but at every phase in my life, I've gone back and, like, reconnected with the people that I was really close to in that last phase where you're moving or, or doing whatever. And I've had that same feeling of, you know, wow, I I'm, I, and I appreciate these people, but I'm so glad that I moved on and did this big life-changing thing mm-hmm. because my worldview has expanded that much more. Yeah. And I think that's quite natural, especially when you're an expat because it expands so rapidly.
1: It's times like that when you yeah, notice definitely. the growth in yourself yeah but like normally you're just going about your day-to-day life you don't know or can't notice how you've changed as a person but then that's what helps you see that you've grown yeah yeah oh, yeah
2: a hundred percent and especially I don't know if it's happened to you but when you go about little things that you can't do in your home country which is like now your home country you know like the third place you're living at where mm-hmm. you go back home and you're like damn I was used to doing this specific thing and I can't do it here I wonder if I'm like fully adapted or if it's just, like, my habits or what it is, you know?
0: American Target.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't even talk to me about American Target.
0: (laughs) How much does everyone who's ever lived in America miss American Target?
2: (laughs) God. Nothing compares to it. Especially you go in for one thing and end up with a $200 shopping spree. don't even know how it
0: happens. Yeah. I don't want to dedicate any more airtime to them (laughs) without – because – a, I'm sad, and B, they're not sponsoring this episode. So,
1: <laughs> Anyway. So, Sabrina, tell us about Pretty Sure Podcast. When did you start that, and yeah, what's it yeah, all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I started Pretty Sure Podcast this April, so literally beginning of April, right after lockdown, and I was not planning on starting it, so I kind of went through a whole Extra, not gonna say journey, but like a whole extra change. Mm -hmm. Last year, I, it's actually my one year anniversary almost. I hurt my foot. I had a really bad sprain and I had to like leave my work for a month, come back home to heal. Because back in Paris, I live on a six flight of stairs apartment without an elevator. So that was pretty impossible. Yeah. But I went through like all of these changes. I found so many things about myself during that time. And then, you know, COVID starts happening. I was out there looking for a job, started my own business. I was doing branding, but I was still thinking I want to do something fun with my life. Like I want to kind of like create content. I want to, kind of, like, inspire, but I didn't really know what it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And so, initially, it wasn't going to be Pretty Sure podcast. It was going to be a podcast with a friend, an expat friend, and it was going to be all about that. So, we were going to call it Two Foreign Friends. Yeah. And we would just, like, have people on and talk about, like, all of those discussions. So and everything planned. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, I thought of doing that podcast, too.
2: <laughs> really? Oh, my God. See? Another reason. We should and do a podcast we're going to...
0: Yeah, we're all going to do a podcast together in the future. Anyway, so
2: you did that. Okay, keep going. So, I did that. And then we were basically... The only thing we had to do was to start recording. And so all of a sudden, she popped, like, she disappeared off the map, stopped responding. And then a week later, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, I actually can't do this anymore because I'm too busy with my business and that takes priority. So, like, Mm -hmm. good luck with your life. Yeah. And I was like, amazing. I put myself out there. Everyone I know knows that I'm launching a podcast. And now I have to go on and say, actually, joke's on me because I'm not going to have a podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sucks.
2: But you did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was based with this decision of, do I go with it? Do I go ahead with it myself or do I just not do it? And something inside of me kind of said, you know, try it. What's the worst that can happen? You just don't like it and you stop. And so, rebranded the whole concept and decided I want to talk about different things, like life, and that's how Pretty Sure kind of came to be. And I have to credit my mom for the name, because she was visiting me pre-lockdown and I was explaining to her the concept of the show, which is basically... I'm kind of like your new best friend. So the whole show is I interview people on their stories. So it doesn't matter if they want to promote their business or whatever it is. I'm more interested in how they got to where they are. Yeah. So we've had people, you know, we had this girl that used to be in the military and started her own business. We've had um, a dating expert that is creating a movie. So like all of these really interesting stories. But the main thing is you have felt alone or misunderstood at one point kind of like bring that to light so everyone else doesn't feel that way too Mm -hmm. so basically for millennials that are still figuring life out (laughs) nice yeah there's a lot to figure out (laughs) i mean some
0: of the most interesting people i know that are like 55 are still figuring life out like (laughs) i think that's a lot of curious people these days are are trying to either refigure life out or, or still figure it out
2: yeah, a hundred percent. And so that's basically how I created the whole concept. And Very then cool. it sparked a million other things that I'm sure we're gonna talk about.
1: Yeah. 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 So we've actually really wanted to talk to you about how you're now a podcast coach because we do hear from people wondering about how to start podcasts themselves and how you go about, you know, all the things that you need to do. So can you tell us some of the things that you don't necessarily know that you need when you're starting a podcast and some advice on how to start one.
0: Also, because we were flying by the seat of our pants when
1: we started (laughs) this one.
2: (laughs) Yes, asking for friends. Okay, I think the best advice I can give is to go at it with a strategy. So back when I first started it, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to create episodes and then I'll figure it out. I'll get someone to edit them and just see what happens. Mm. And so I kind of figured everything out by myself. I had the advantage that I came from a branding background, right? So I did go at it as let's create a brand rather than just a show. Mm. So I think that's the one thing. If you are looking to start a podcast, think of it as a brand even if you're not thinking of it as a business, right? Think mm-hmm. of it as its own person. Think of it as it has its own values, like its tone of voice. Obviously, then you go on to like the colors you're going to use, the logo and everything, but really create a whole identity for the podcast yeah. so that when people search for it, they're like, oh yeah, this is X podcast. Like I know what they're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing is that I've learned the hard way is really don't take any topic off the table because you never know if they become like your hottest topic or hottest episode. So be really open to kind of talk about everything and anything, obviously within your own limits. But kind of like don't discard a topic because you're shy about it or you feel like nobody's going to connect with it or people are going to be like, ah, oh, she or he's too crazy to talk about that. Because this is an example that I tell most of my clients. There are people out there selling toenails. So like if you think what you're going to talk about is too obscure, <laughs> think about girls selling toenails online. Like that's Whoa! all I'm going to say. Uh,
0: that is... <laughs> bizarre.
1: Fair enough. Okay. What's been a guest that you've had on then that's been something where you felt a bit uneasy about the topic, but you went ahead one. It turned out to be interesting. Yeah.
2: I had a friend of mine who we met online through an entrepreneur group and she's like a mental health advocate. I kind of knew her story, but I never heard her completely tell it. And Uh so she dealt with, like, suicide. She was in, like, a psych ward and all of that. And before going on the podcast, I asked her, like, is there a specific limit? Like, should I just limit the questions or are you going to be able to talk about everything? And she's like, no, don't even send me the questions. We'll just freely talk and see what happens. Yeah. And she, like, really opened up about it. She, like, went deep. And the episode turned out to be, like, one of the best, most listened to ones because I feel a lot of people can relate, not necessarily to the level that she got to, mm-hmm. but to the beginning level where you're like, I have a problem, should I seek help or should I ignore it, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think depression, or maybe not depression completely, but those feelings of depression or those beginning stages are more often p- just part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. either deal with them or they don't, you know, and there are so many different ways you can deal with it in a healthy way, but... So many ways that yeah. people don't. Yeah,
2: and then it can snowball, and then you yeah. do get to those drastic levels because you didn't listen to the signs at the beginning, right?
0: Yeah, and you it's hard to talk about. You're right. Like I could see like taking on that topic and being like, "Oh crap, what do I even say?" Like if you haven't gone through it yourself, it's it's pretty hard to mm. think about.
2: Yeah, and then even I was like, "Should I ask this question? Is it too much?" Like yeah. I'm really curious to know how the experience is in the psych ward, but like is it too much to ask her? And so I was kind of iffy, but she thankfully kind of like guided it to what she was comfortable with talking about. So it was mm-hmm. really good.
0: And I think that you just kind of brought us to a second really good point. Um, Just loving people. Mm-hmm. Like I think, like I can tell that you do from this conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. But oh my God, I love, like I live for talking to people and meeting people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell us about that. Like tell us about how that helps shape your podcast and helps, like, create success for you.
2: So I feel like that part where I just love hearing people's stories is that I kind of can tell – what they would be comfortable out talking about and what buttons I can push without being too much. Mm -hmm. And so that's really helped me talk about really interesting topics. And I feel like the energy I put out is received by my guests. And so we can have a really friendly conversation because my whole goal is... It's like you're listening to friends, even if we've never met as guests, or even if you've never met me in person and you're hearing my podcast, I want you to feel like you're in an intimate conversation. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I'm really curious about most of the topics that I talk about and that I'm genuinely interested in knowing the guests' stories gives an extra level of, damn, I really want to hear this conversation. Like, I really am interested in what these girls or these people are talking about.
0: Yeah, wow. Wow. Interesting. So, okay, so what's another tip that you would give?
1: Yeah, like, what kind of setup have you got? And do you recommend for beginners? Yeah,
0: give us the technical stuff.
2: So right now, I'm actually sitting in my parents' closet where they have, like, (laughs) toilet paper and stuff like that. (laughs) I'll send you guys a picture. But yeah, so I, like, it's the best place where it's isolated. You can't hear outside noises. So... This is what the situation looks like for most podcasters, to be quite honest. Even, like, the big podcasters, they sometimes share pictures of, like, under a blanket or, like, in a little closet tucked (sighs) in there just because it has, like, the best isolation. So if you feel like you have to invest in, like, a super fancy studio, if you can do that, that's perfectly okay. That's amazing. But if you can't, just, like, lock yourself in a closet or cover yourself (laughs) with, like a huge duvet so that sound doesn't come out
1: it sounds like you've got great sound quality so clearly the toilet rolls are working well maybe you're the one that stole all the covid toilet rolls this year for your soundproof room covid gate (laughs) toilet gate there you go that's good tips and what about microphones and headphones do you think that you need something professional for that
2: So if you really want to bootstrap it and you don't have the budget even to invest in like a microphone, you can ideally use your, obviously the headphones for your phones, but again, in an isolated place because they're not specifically for podcasting. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do want to invest a little bit more in microphones, I would really, so I have actually two. I have one that I have here at my parents' house and one that I have back at home. The one I have back at home in Paris is the Blue Yeti Nano. Blue Nano Yeti. I can never get the order right. Yeah. Um, it's a really good entry-level podcast, mic. It is very good with sound quality, and it has, I think, two directions that you can choose. Like, omnidirectional if it's only you, and now it's cardioid, and the other one where you can have guests, and it has both sides. So that one's really good, affordable, really good starter podcast microphone. And then there are a couple of others. So the one that I have right now is the HyperX Quadcast. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of research. And even though it's not like the best, most expensive, greatest microphone ever, it... Ranked really well in terms of like price and sound and all of the qualities that you can use for. And on top of that, it looks pretty. So if you're looking to take pictures with a microphone, definitely this one's recommended and it has many different settings. So nice. I would say for a starter, you don't have to invest 300, 400, or more than 200 euros or dollars on a microphone because you're not even going to know how to use it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be like money wasted, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, good advice and some good recommendations there. So do they just plug into your laptop and then you record like a voice note or what What do you use?
2: Yeah, so I have it plugged in. Uh, these microphones that I recommended are actually USB form. If you want to go down like a more professional one, it's the XLR, but that's a whole other topic. So starters, get USB microphone. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I have a Mac. So I record on GarageBand. Nice. Which is super easy and simple to understand. It has like three features. You click on it and boom, it's yeah. recorded. Um, if you're proficient with Adobe, you can definitely use Adobe Audition directly. But I just like the hassle free part of GarageBand that you just record and it's ready.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Keep it super simple. So, yeah. how do you get guests to
0: call in? Like, what kind of software do you use to capture their voice as well?
2: Yeah, so my favorite, um, I want to say app, but it's not really an app, so an online server is Zencaster and it's with Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Mm. It's... amazing it records locally for both the guests so you don't have to worry about um, audio quality being lost through internet connection or bad wi-fi Mm. it records directly on your and your guest's computer and then it kind of like uploads it to the cloud so you don't lose anything and they recently came out with like a sorry like a video beta testing where now you can also see your guests and it records in real time so it's really good cheap like it's affordable and it's good quality oh that sounds pretty really good awesome say that name again zen caster so it's z e n c a s t r zen like peaceful yeah. yeah exactly very good and it but
1: without an e, so like caster. So you've taken us through the tech and all the setup and the toilet roll studio, and now, <laughs> <laughs> well that we're in your toilet roll studio, <laughs> yeah.
0: where do we go from here? Yeah,
1: where do you get inspiration for content? Because I think this is one thing that um, some people obviously, you've got the brand, you know what you kind of want to be talking about, but how do you structure that side of things? Because I'm sure that's something that a lot of people might have a reservation about.
2: Whatever you write in that. Yeah, so something that's really important when you want to podcast or when you start podcasting is find topics that you're really passionate about and that you genuinely are curious about. (laughs) So, for example, for mine, I'm really genuinely just curious about knowing people's stories, how they got where they are, you know, if they had a struggle, what kind of struggles they've had. And so I mostly focus on the guest. So if I have someone messaging me being like, hey, I would really love to be on your podcast. How can we do this? I ask them, okay, can you tell me your story? And then from there, I find an angle that would be interesting for my guests. Mm -hmm. So, really, the secret to finding topics and themes and to also making your podcast really sustainable for you is to be invested in the topics and be passionate about it. So, if you're passionate about, you know, Star Wars or if you're passionate about movies, talk about that. Find an interesting angle that only you have rather than, oh, I think I should talk about business because everyone's talking about business. Mm. Well, are you actually going to like it? Like, are you going to be invested in it if you only have five listeners? Yeah. Or are you looking to get like a thousand listeners? And if you don't, you're just going to drop off the face of the earth and stop podcasting, you know? So mm. it's way easier if you're actually invested and you're like, okay, I really love talking about this. Even if I have five listeners, I'm going to give it my all for these five listeners.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, people can always tell. I mean, when you're passionate about something, it shows, Mm -hmm. you know, like no matter what you're doing. But I think because of like as humans, how we're kind of tuned in to like understand the tones in each other's voices, it really shines through with podcasts.
2: Yeah, 100%. Because it's like voice only. You can't see the person. So you can't see their reaction. Like maybe they're super serious, but with their voice, it's like, I love this. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell us more about that. Like tell us more about like allowing your emotion to have you ever had an episode where you just we were recording an episode earlier and I cried. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you do, have you ever cried or like kind of like had a, a moment where you just you know I mean what tell us about your most surprising like emotional moments.
2: I haven't actually cried yet from a podcast episode. I have cried recording Instagram videos, but the most emotional moment I've had with a podcast episode is the one where I talked about that really shitty um, psycho boyfriend that I had. Yeah. Because none of my friends except for like maybe two people knew the full story and the rest you know I just tell people like yeah I broke up with that guy he was crazy yeah but they didn't know like the full details of everything that he did to me and that happened Mm -hmm. and so I just decided to talk about that because I was having a conversation with a friend and she was telling me about how she was trying to get over a guy and I was like I feel like people need to listen to this so I'm gonna do an episode and just like releasing it I was super nervous I was like People are going to think I'm crazy. People are going to be like, why did you do that? Why did you let this guy do that? Yeah. And then surprisingly, the reaction was I totally relayed. That's happened to me. Yes, yes, love this. And I was like, what, really? Yeah,
0: it's so hard. Isn't it funny? It's so hard to like um, release these stories by yourself. It's like you can interview other people all day long. And then when you have something that makes you vulnerable, when you go to oh release God, yeah. it, it's just like, I'm like uh, what are they going to think? You know, it's just really, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. But you're used to talking to people all day. So why should this be hard? You know?
2: Yeah, exactly. And the funniest part is I wasn't even worried about what strangers would think, but I was worried about what like people that know me were going to think, which is just like mental.
0: Yeah. If anybody that knows you thinks something terrible, that person shouldn't be in your life because yeah. no one is entitled yeah. to be in your life.
2: <laughs> you could yeah, to pick. 100%. I yeah. love that. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So, when you started Pretty Sure podcast, okay? So, what did the momentum look like? Like what social outlets do you use? Well, first of all, how do you get the podcast up on we went we just went through this, but can you explain to people how you get the podcast actually up on iTunes and Spotify?
2: Yeah, 100%. So you obviously record, you go through the editing process, and then you have to find a host. So most of the podcasts are hosted by a website. They're the main ones, you know, like Anchor, there's Podbean, there's um, Buzzsprout, and then there's the one that I use as Simplecast. And each of them, you know, they all have their pros, they all have their cons, pricings, different tiers and different levels the way I chose was which one looks more user-friendly that I would like to look at on a daily basis when I check stats or when I upload um, episodes. And so for me, it was Simplecast. And so from there, basically what happens is your podcast sound goes on there and then they distribute it to all of the platforms where they're going to be played. So you don't have to do anything except like connect your apps. And so... It goes through Spotify, it goes through Apple iTunes, it goes through, I think you can even hook up, like, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Deezer, so it automatically does it. You just have to, like, fill it out once, and then it just automatically um, distributes it.
0: Isn't it neat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember when we went to do it, I was like, this is going to be so much work to upkeep all of these things, and then it's just kind of this automatic system, and you're like, oh, yeah, why doesn't everybody do this? (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) literally yeah i think that's one of the biggest misconceptions right and you can totally relate to this when you go into podcasting you're like oh my god what am i getting myself into this is so hard and And then you're actually doing it and you're like oh it's fun so
0: does your mom tell your everyone like all of her friends that her daughter's on itunes because mine does (laughs) she does (laughs) is that funny my daughter's on itunes (laughs) It's like, well anybody could be on itunes but okay oh
2: (laughs) Yeah, same. Oh my God. Moms. We love them.
0: Yeah. So good. So, okay. So now talk to us about the amplification. So how do you get the word about your podcast out there? How do you amplify it on social? What do you do?
2: Yeah. So I'm a big Instagram fan and, you know, I kind of studied that in communication. I worked with social media in my last job and I've just been really good at kind of, I want to say creating a community Mm -hmm. And so since I started my business and I started to be really strategic about it, I took the same um, side to it to promote my podcast. And so I created a podcast account, constantly post, you know, promotion posts on there. I'm like, this is a new episode. This is what it's about. I tag people. I do, I try to do one post a day but realistically, sometimes it's one post every three days, depending on the week. Mm. Um, I really am really focused on creating a community. So it's more about people actually engaging with my content than just the number of followers. Mm-hmm. But I do post as well on Facebook. And it's more just about telling everyone I know, like when we talk, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I have a podcast, you can go listen to it here. Yes. And it's just I think I think that's the number one thing that gets your podcast listened so that and instagram and you know there's obviously tiktok but that's a whole other monster there's pinterest you can do as well if you want to do a website so it's really what you're most comfortable with is where you should be promoting Mm -hmm. your podcast
0: yeah, yeah, it's really funny. I find in conversations, people be like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I lead a global brand marketing team for a tech company," and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I'm like, "And I host a podcast." And I'm like, "Really?" And yeah. they're like, "This career I took 16 years to build is nothing compared to the podcast that I host for female leaders." It's really interesting as far as like conversation fodder goes. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah.
2: I've noticed that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. And don't you doesn't it happen that people are like, oh, can I be a guest on your show? Like, how do I be a guest?
0: Yeah, people say that too, but then also you forget it's it's like any other media. You forget that people yeah. know so many things about you. <laughs> and then yeah. you'll go to tell somebody something like, I already know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think yeah, it's really 100%. good advice, Sabrina, that you said just to tell people about it. I think there's kind of a natural tendency sometimes for us to be shy about things we're doing and not wanting to appear boastful or, or whatnot. But it's so, you know, you should be able to blow your own trumpet. That's, and so, the, listen <laughs> that.
0: That's the tall poppy syndrome.
1: Yeah, it is. But it's, yeah. it's bad. I think it's something that as women we also do to ourselves. And actually, one of the most important ways of doing any kind of marketing of yourself or a business is, is talk about it yourself and get people to spread that word of mouth. Yeah,
2: Yeah, 100 percent. Because you never know who's listening. Right. So maybe you told a friend who told a friend who told another friend, but they won't tell you that they're listening, but they are, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you go about making sure that you get enough reviews? Like what what do you do that way? Do you ask um, listeners to review you or what do you do?
2: Yeah, so with reviews, what helped me get a couple reviews was I did host a giveaway, but that was just because I was trying to celebrate, like, I was genuinely trying to celebrate that I had gotten followers, and I was super excited, so I did that, and I got people to review... I am a member of a lot of Facebook groups where you share podcasts, and so it's really common to be like, hey, I'll listen to your show, and I'll leave an objective review. And so if they like it, please just leave me your comments. And Mm -hmm. if not, I just ask my friends. I'm like, hey, I would really appreciate it if you could take five minutes out of your day and just, like, leave a comment on podcast. It would really be helpful. And something I also do is when I get new followers, if I have the time, I'll send them a little voice message, and I'll be like, hey, thank you so much for being on my Instagram instagram page i would really appreciate it if you take five minutes out of your day listen to the show and if you genuinely like it leave me a comment so i know it's highly appreciated and just like go on with your day and surprisingly Mm -hmm. that really helps because people feel i want to say special that you're actually taking the time of day to message them about something
0: yeah yeah i think that's awesome it is the hustle though right like a lot of what you're talking about is hustle like, you're telling people, you're asking for reviews, you're doing social media. Like, this is a, a tr- truly a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. So much. And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sure it happens to you guys. And sometimes, like, oh, my God, why am I doing this again? Why am I doing this again? And then I'll get a message that's like, I really loved your episode. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course. So we are sponsored by one sponsor. We're sponsored in, in full by Invoice2Go. Um, Mm -hmm. But you, how do you get sponsorships? How do you seek those out? And how do you price your your services for promoting products?
2: So I haven't actually gotten into the whole promotion part. So right now, the only kind of monetization thing I'm doing is... Affiliates. Uh So if I do get a message of someone asking me, Oh my God, how did you do this? It's so cool. I'll be like, Oh, here, go to this part and get, um, use my link and you'll get a code and you'll get whatever. Or I tell friends that they want to start a podcast and they're like, Oh my God, you use this app. That's so cool. How can I use it? Mm -hmm. And so I send them through there. I have gotten a couple of brands to participate in like giveaways. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been like a sponsorship, but not really entirely sponsored the show. The thing with sponsorships, I'm sure you guys know, you have to be really mindful about them being aligned with your brand. Mm -hmm. And you also want it to be aligned with what you want your show to look like. So there's obviously ads that you play inside the episode where it's like, buy this product and you'll get like 50% off. Or you can do it the more natural way where it's like, I'm obsessed with this product. You guys should go buy it. Here's my code. Yeah. And so I haven't dabbled in that only because I'm not sure what I want my podcast to look like with that, mm-hmm. but it's on the list. So I will definitely hit that up.
0: Yeah, I think the best, like when I'm, because I am, um, I lead a brand marketing team. Um, when we're looking for influencers, we actually... We're like, okay, use the product for a month or two. And then if you like the product, then we can talk about moving on to the to the partnership phase Mm -hmm. Um, because we never want to sponsor an ad that is not genuine. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a really great approach is only choosing like for podcasters, influencers, et cetera, only choose products that you actually really love and believe in and never just do it for the money.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because then you want to be comfortable of yourself recommending to people, right? Because you become a sort of authority. So if you're telling your listeners, oh, my God, go buy this product. If you don't stand by it and then they have a bad experience, then you're going to look bad, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sabrina, is there anything, any other piece of advice that you'd like to send out there to the women entrepreneurs and freelancers of the world? Any about podcasting, about life? Um, about moving abroad, whatever you want to talk about. Is there anything else that you'd like to say?
2: I think my best advice, and it actually goes along with all of the things that you mentioned, is... Even if you feel like you can't do it, just try it because you never know what's going to happen. So if you want to start a business, you have that inkling, just go ahead with it. You'll definitely figure it out along the way. If you want to start a podcast, just go with it. If you want to move abroad, just go with it because you never know. For example, in my case, when I moved abroad, I didn't know I was going to have all these internships. I was going to meet all these amazing people, have all these stories to tell. When I started my business, I didn't know. I was going to be, you know, free to do whatever, to move back home to my parents and visit to vacation. And when I started my podcast, most importantly, I never thought I would turn it into a business. I was just like, I'm going to do this for a couple of months and see what happens. And Mm -hmm. now I'm looking at it fully as like a business, maybe do events down the road and all of that. So really, if you have an idea, if you have an inkling or a story to tell, whatever it is, just go for it because you honestly never know what's going to happen beautiful
0: I think Rumi has a quote um what is it exactly it's when you walk out on the way the way appears Aww. yeah and That'd that's it
1: up. that's you <laughs> there okay, you go. So, so where shall people find you if they're looking for pretty sure podcast or to check out what your recommendations are for mics and tech and all of that kind of
2: yeah. So if you want to specifically look at the podcast, I'm on Instagram as at pretty sure podcast, or you can look up on Apple, Spotify, all of the main podcasting, um, platforms. You can also just check my Instagram. All of the links are there. And if you want specifically to have podcasting advice or just like have some fun on reels, I'm kind of known as the real queen. <laughs> you can follow me at that girl, Sabrina pretty easy to remember so that girl sabrina that's my instagram handle and always message so if you feel like you need to talk to someone if you have a question just message me i'll always respond maybe with one day delay but you know i'm working on it so (laughs) you can find me there
0: beautiful well thank you so much it was so nice having you on
2: oh my god thank you it's been so much fun
0: and i'm sure we'll hang out digitally all the time and follow each other and chat (laughs) all the time since we're doing the same kind of passion project
2: Oh my God, 100%. We should do like a crossover episode. I'm going to have you guys on soon. You'll see. (laughs) Yes,
1: please. I'm excited (laughs) for it.
2: Thanks, girls. Bye.
1: Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere at any location around the globe. And we're helping close the gender-based pay gap because the current US gender-based pay gap sits at around 19%. Listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast will get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just use the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.